You're listening to the Counter Culture Mom Show. Our kids are under fire every day with the media and pop culture persuading them to give up their faith and Christian values. Stay tuned now as former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin helps you counter these messages and safely navigate today's pop culture chaos. At age 14, Denise Wilson committed her life to the Lord. Immediately, she had a deep concern for the unsaved, which led her to Italy as a missionary. She is now involved in evangelism and outreach closer to home. Denise became concerned about false professions when she noticed that some of her friends and family who professed faith didn't show evidence of a changed life. This concern led her to write the book, Seven Words You Never Want to Hear, How to Be Sure You Won't. I personally met Denise at NRB back in Orlando last May, and I've been dying to get her on the program ever since the National Religious Broadcasters event. If you haven't gone, check it out. It's in Nashville this February. What a networking, phenomenal opportunity to meet other people in the business. This is the Counterculture Mom Show. I'm your host, Tina Griffin. Get ready for our next guest who is going to give us some wise words of wisdom that will rock our prayer life and have us do a double check on our salvation status. I'm with author Denise Wilson. Denise, how are you doing today up in Canada? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. So okay. good to be on the program. I can't wait to talk with you. When we met passing each other, flying 90 miles an hour at NRB hallway there in Orlando, I'm like, hang on a second. You came running up to me. You flashed your book in my face. I'm like, oh, I've been trying to track you down for a year. So I am dying to dig in deep on this walk with literally our salvation status. You live in Ontario, Canada with your husband, two sons uh, on your husband's family farm. And your kids are the sixth generation to live on the farm. First of all, I got to ask as a farm kid myself, how in the world do your kids like living on a farm? Too much work. They love the animals. Where are you guys at? We're not real farmers. We're like hobby farmers. I have chickens. That's about the extent of it. So, Hey, chickens can be messy, just like cows. I, I think you're pretty neck and neck with the, with the beef business that we were involved with. Farm in Canada. Fantastic. Before I dig into one of the top seven words you never want to hear, tell us about your walk with the Lord since the age of 16, being on fire for the Lord. Oh, you're 14. I was 16. Tell us about your conversion story and how on fire you were when you first said yes to Jesus. Sure, sure. Well, I grew up in a Christian home and I will talk about that a little bit. And uh, so I've always, you know, I've known about Jesus my whole life and uh, I, I've I prayed a prayer to ask Jesus into my heart multiple times, and that's part of the story behind this book. But I wasn't truly saved until I was about 14, when I really came to realize it's not just that all had sinned, it's that I had sinned, and, I, and it became very personal for me. And I just, God laid it on my heart that this is such an important message that I really wanted to share it with other people. And it started right at the time that uh, God saved me. And why did you think the first couple of times that you thought you were saved, you weren't saved? Well, there was no real evidence, I guess, in my life. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of going through the motions. I, it, it's in retrospect that I can say that at the time I just, you know, I would pray God come into my heart and then, you know, something would happen to me. Okay, God, this time I really mean it, right? Like I had multiple prayers like that, you know, thinking, I don't think that one really took, let me try that one again. Right. And, uh, but yeah, but when I was 14, it became very real to me. Uh, okay, this could be a two-hour episode with you. So I'm going to cut right to the chase. 
Your book struck me when I read the title. I told our show producer, Katrina, get her on the program, line her up. And then I met you in person. I said, we got to get her on now. This is the perfect way to kick off 2024. We're talking about prayer this week, but you're dropping the bomb in this series about salvation. How can you tell if a person is saved or not? Because there are many false conversions. We're going to talk about that. But what are the top seven words that no one wants to hear? Yeah, well, the title of the book, Seven Words You Never Want to Hear, comes from Matthew chapter 7. And I'll just read the passage where that comes from. It's Matthew 7, 21 to 23, and it's Jesus speaking. And Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of the Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, and here's the seven words, I never knew you, depart from me. And if you look at that passage, you realize these are people like not just average professing Christians, these are people in ministry, they're doing things in Jesus name. And yet Jesus is saying, I don't know you. Um, And that's frightening, really, to think you can go through your life, um, you know, even in ministry, even doing things for Jesus. And at the end, it's not real. And I mean, I don't write this book to scare people thinking, you know, just people who are truly believers. But the thing is, um, we are to examine ourselves. And um, this is a very real passage. And just before this passage, Jesus is saying there's a narrow road. There's few on it. So, you know, this is a real thing. And there's really people that are going to hear those words. And the Bible says not just a few, but many. Many. And I can tell you when I was, I was born again when I was 16, headed out to L.A. when I was 20. I was always in a Bible study somewhere. And a lot of it is because I wanted to stay close to God be with other fellow believers living in the second version of hell, which was Hollywood. And I wanted to be a light in the dark place. And in order to stay lit, I had the good lit. I had to make sure I was in scripture daily. And there was several Bible studies, but one in specific uh, that I remember with several close friends of mine through Bel Air Presbyterian Church. We would meet together every Sunday afternoon. Those words you just read jumped off the page. And it was very concerning to me. Um, to make sure that I was saved and same kind of deep groaning for those that might think they're they're saved and they're not. So to know that you exist mm-hmm. and have a passion for the lost and those that don't know they're lost or think they're not lost is a huge, huge deal mm-hmm. to me personally. Um, yeah. In your first chapter, it's uh, it's called the Christian home syndrome. That's what you tied into this first chapter. What do you mean by the Christian home syndrome? Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I was brought up in a Christian home, and I think a lot of kids who are, in a sense, they become inoculated to the gospel because they're so familiar with it. They hear it, uh, you know, the gospel is preached regularly. um, And sometimes what happens is it becomes so familiar that they know about it in their heads, but it hasn't come to the heart, right? And because it's so common in our churches to lead children in prayer, a sinner's prayer, um, it's it's. I would say most kids don't leave don't leave uh, leave church, don't leave their high school years without having prayed a sinner's prayer. But then you ask, are those are all those kids really saved? 
because it's just, you know, okay, kids, do you want to go to heaven? Jesus loves you. Repeat these words after me. And, and of course, a, a kid will, will do that. Why not? They don't want to go to hell and they feel they're being told to do this. And then they're told, welcome to the family of God, right? And so we're, we're you know, kids are being, are being brought up this way. The sinner's prayer is not biblical to start with. It's, you'll never find it. You'll never find it once mentioned in the Bible. This is a modern invention. And what the problem is, it's not that you can't be saved praying a sinner's prayer, but the problem is it leads to many false conversions. Oh, geez. I have like, what, 72 questions to ask off of what you just said. I knew that was going to happen in this episode. Okay. Sinner's prayer. So if you don't believe uh, that is accurate, what do you believe scripture is telling us we need to do in order to be truly saved? Well, that's what my book's about. <laughs> my, the, the book is kind of going through what does true faith look like? Talks about belief. And that's the first thing, right? Like you have to have a correct belief in order to be saved. And um, but, I mean, belief in God is not enough. Um, belief in Jesus is not enough. And that might sound kind of shocking. But I mean, the demons believe um, there's there's a, in the in the Gospels and in the book of Acts, we find the, the demons saying, Jesus, you're the son of God. And that Jesus, you're the savior of the world. These are demons speaking. And so clearly acknowledging the facts is not enough. Um, the difference between the demons belief and a true believer is there's a genuine repentance and a genuine surrender to the Lord. Um, it's not just words, just like in that passage, you know, Lord, Lord, right? Um, you can say you can say whatever you like, but the proof will be will come out in your life. We're not saved by our good works, but it is evidence of, of genuine faith. Oh, you're good. And it's so simple. Yet in this day and age, it's so twisted. There are so many watered down churches, but I do want to acknowledge yes. several amazing God fearing Christian men leading their flocks in churches today. Hard to find. But we're currently going to the church called The Gate in Nashville. If you're in the Nashville, Tennessee area, I'm telling you, it's worth the five-hour drive to come check out our church every Sunday. It's an absolute, fantastic, godly, biblically grounded church. We learn so much every Sunday. I could tell you, previous churches we've gone to, sometimes it's sad. We couldn't wait to get out of there. It's very watered down. Coming here, it's like, what? The 40-minute the message is over? Keep going. We'll sit till 3 o'clock. Um, mm -hmm. yes, to what you're saying, yes to what you're saying. So Christian home syndrome, kids are growing up in churches today, hearing it so often, it doesn't become something in their heart, and um, they are not truly saved and they think that they are. So we're gonna talk yeah. about false conversions, Denise, right after the short word from our yes. sponsors, we, we have to talk about false conversions. So more with Denise right after this. The following is a life-saving message brought to you by LifeVac. Hi, I'm Arthur Lee, CEO, inventor of the LifeVac. Did you know that over 30 children a day are rushed to the hospital due to a choking emergency? That's why it's imperative to have a LifeVac nearby. It's made in the USA. LifeVac is an emergency suction device that is patented, FDA registered, and has successfully saved over a thousand lives already. Hear it from a real life saved. I tell people LifeVac saved my baby. I had the skills, I had the training, it didn't work. The LifeVac is simple to use. Just place, push and pull to suction the object from the airways. Avoid the ER or worse. Get your life-saving LifeVac now. 
choking emergencies happen. Get your very own LifeVac now and get 20% off. Visit LifeVac.net or call 877-LIFEVAC now. My name is Glenn Story. I'm the founder and CEO of Patriot Mobile. And then we have four principles. First Amendment, Second Amendment, Right to Life, Military and First Responders. My name's Scott, I'm with Patriot Mobile. What is going on with all the woke companies in this country? It seems like everybody has completely lost their minds, right? No more. This is called voting with our dollars. We need to start prioritizing our beliefs and our values over convenience and comfort. And this is why companies like Patriot Mobile are so important right now. If you have a place to go put your money, you always want to put it with somebody that's like mine. Of course. I think that's the, that's the beauty of Patriot Mobile. We're a conservative alternative. My pronouns are Bible believer, gun carrier, and mama bear. We are the nation's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Our special offer for this week is the very fitting download of the Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll. This is an expose of the music industry that is a must-watch for adults down to teens. Find out how rock's most popular artists have sold their souls for rock and roll. In this mind-blowing expose, Pastor Joe Schimmel reveals just how Satan has been effectively using popular music to undermine God's plan for the family and ultimately heralding the coming of the Antichrist and his kingdom on earth. Once again, just go to counterculturemom.com, click on the store tab, and you will find they sold their souls for rock and roll, the three-hour MP4 download. At checkout, use code TINA15, TINA15, no spaces, to get 15% off your total order from that store. Denise, do tell us, why do you think there are so many false conversions today? Well, I think there's so many false conversions because there are so many false gospels. Um, yeah, I mean, there, I, I touch on a few of those in the book, the one chapter is called the gospel of self. And, you know, that deals with churches that it's all about what Jesus is going to do for you. And I think a good question to ask ourselves to see if we've, uh, you know, bought into that is where is your treasure? Is Jesus your treasure or are you using Jesus to get your treasure? And I think that, a lot of churches, it's just all about what is Jesus going to do for me? He's going to make me wealthy. He's going to make me healthy. And um, and that's a really popular, a really popular message today. And so there's there's false gospels. There's gospels that preach um, faith plus works. Very popular message, right? You Yes, faith is important, but you also have to earn your way to God. You've got to do these sacraments. You have to do these. You've got to jump through these hoops. So it's Jesus plus the church or plus these um, these things that you have to do, which is not biblical. It's um, by grace alone, through faith alone and Christ alone. That's what the Bible, that's what the Bible teaches. So false conversions come from false gospels. And the, and the one, the popular one that I deal with a lot in my book is just a, a simplicity, a simplistic gospel that is that does not get to the heart of the real message. Jesus says it's hard. Jesus says that there's sacrifice. You have to die to yourself. It's not about living for yourself. It's about dying to yourself and surrendering to him, repenting of your sins and um, confessing our sins. Confessing means to agree with God. So when I confess my sins, I'm agreeing with God that what he calls sin really is sin. I'm not justifying my sin. I'm acknowledging it, confessing it, and being willing to turn from it. 
So a false gospel is going to lead to a false conversion. Okay, perfectly said. Perfectly said. I'm screaming on the inside as I'm hearing you and nodding nonstop here. People tuning in right now, by the way, jump on counterculturemom.com and watch this episode. Watch all four series. It's different TV version and then share it with the masses. We're talking about people's lives that are at stake, their souls at stake with this series that we purposely were called by God, I believe, to launch this baby in 2024. Let's start this out right. Are we saved? This is a critical question we're asking. So I... I'm wondering, people right now watching this program thinking, I believe I'm saved, but I still mm-hmm. sin. I, I'm still sinning, still messing up. I'm really trying hard. I'm praying and asking God for forgiveness. I keep repenting over and over again. Does that mean I'm not really saved? What would you have to say to that? Well, I think that, you know, it, it's an important question and we, we all need to answer that question. Is it real? Is my salvation real? And I think that's why Paul in Corinthians says, examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves unless, of course, you don't pass the test. And th- those words were written to a church. So and in any group of any church, you're going to have a mix of people um, who you know, who are saved and some that aren't saved, some know they're saved and some know and don't know that they're not saved, right? You have a real mix. Um, I just tell you a quick story. There was a a girl that I know who was radically saved. She uh, was not brought up in a Christian home and she started attending a Bible-believing church. She was in her 20s. And when she started hanging out with these young people who were brought up in the church, she was a bit scandalized as she noticed, what's going on here? They are you know, sleeping with their boyfriends and girlfriends on the week and, and, you know, and getting drunk on the weekends or slandering one another. And these are supposed to be the Christian kids. And she didn't understand it. Right. These were the kids brought up in the church. But the thing was, it never changed their life. And she she if to her, she's like, I don't understand. I just left that life. Right. And so I think it's easy to be deceived when you think, yeah, I prayed that prayer. I'm good. Right. I'm good. And uh, and I can live however I want. But the thing is, if it's genuine, you're not going to want to go and do those things. Now, not to say you won't, not to say you're not going to sin. Of course, we're all we're all sinners. We all sin. But is it the pattern of your life? And I think First John deals with that. And, you know, is this the is 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 living in the sinful lifestyle? Is that the pattern of your life or are you striving to please God? Right. What is where is your desire? To, to, to get away with as much as you can, or do you truly desire to please God? I mean, we need to ask ourselves these hard questions. Uh, these are so good. And I just want to throw this in the mix. God reminded me in my early 20s, <clears throat> I was saved when I was 16, always said I would take a bullet for the cause of Christ, still have that in my gut and heart today. But when I was in my early 20s living in LA, God gave me this idea for and the vision for speaking to teens around this globe. And for over 20 years, I've been doing that. But I can't tell you how many times, Denise, in the midst of that, I would have an argument with my husband right before flying to a speaking event or yell at my kids and I'm about to go host a program um, or uh, doubt God or not uh, pray correctly or you know really believe my prayer. And then I'm off to talk to my friends at a Bible study about the importance of prayer. And sometimes I would feel like a hypocrite. I'm just being raw and real in 2024. We got little time left. God's like, just be raw and real. So the thoughts I want to share is people watching this, we are we are not going to be perfect. Christ is the only perfect person that ever was here and will, will ever be. And so 
What stopped me from speaking and getting the ministry started in my early 20s for a good two to three years is because I was waiting for myself to be perfect and perfection. And God finally told me, you're not going to be perfect. Get out there. Let me work through you to reach the masses for what I've called you to do. So with that said, I think a lot of times too, people are saved, but they're afraid to share their faith. They might mess up. Afraid to start their ministry sure. because they might mess up uh, two seconds before they speak somewhere or witness to somebody. Yeah. And we have to put that fear aside and do what God's calling us to do. And then we're grow- going to grow closer as we're living out the life that Christ has called us to live. Yes. You're, you're feeding my heart and mind so much. This series is blowing my mind this week with what you guys have shared. When we come back, we're going to talk to Denise about her amazing Bible study that she has along with her book to make sure that we are saved right after this. We're a well-funded Christian entertainment company that's making world-class games for children. And what we're doing is unique because we're building top-notch gaming content that competes with the top of the stuff on the app store, but that contains God's truth. Whether it's games that are biblical or games that come out of a new world we've created called the Rimverse. I was looking out at the world and I got bothered by a few things. Anxiety, suicide, and depression rates are all-time highs for children, which exactly parallels the rise of social media on smartphones. I noticed that for the first time in American history, less than half of Americans go to church. While over 60% of people in this country, over 40, believe in God, that for children, it's only 32%. As a parent, and I'm a parent, and there's a lot of parents out there that we hear this from that want the True Play solution, there's nowhere they can take their kids to deliver them high quality entertainment, something that they're actually gonna enjoy and use, but that also contains God's truth, that contains the values that they hold dear. Head over to trueplaygames.com to learn more. The Jace case is a pack of five antibiotics. We put these antibiotics together very purposefully. They were curated in a way that covers the most common as well as the most deadly bacterial infections that you might encounter. In addition, it includes a guidebook to the safe use of the medications that is written in a way that's accessible for most people to be able to look up what their symptoms are and what the proper medication is to take. The idea behind the Jace case is to allow everyone to be better prepared medically, to be empowered to care for themselves. Since the pandemic began, our healthcare industry has had to transform from receiving medication to physician visits. Everything changed. Jace Medical is dedicated to providing proper access to medications before you need them. This protects against issues during travel or disruptions with supply chains, natural disasters, and other emergency situations that have proven to overwhelm our healthcare system. Secure your own supply of medication with ease and peace of mind. Use code TINA for a discount at jacemedical.com. You have a phenomenal book that you wrote. Tell us about it. Seven words you never want to hear. What can we find in this? And it's five-star rating, people. Get your hands on it now at Amazon. I mean, it's written out of a passion for people who don't know the Lord, who think that they do. That's what I originally wrote it. But I can tell you that people who are mature Christians have also read it and, you know, found benefit from it. So it's really for anybody who professes faith. Um, I I had a friend who, who gave it to her dad, who was a Catholic, and uh and he was, re- I have a chapter on that. And he at first kind of was, was, was mad and said, who wrote this book? What's this all about? Anyways, eventually he softened and because there's stories of people, who, you know, who the priests who came to know the Lord, who realized that he truly wasn't safe. And he, and he said to her, buy this for all of your siblings. And, um, and don't tell them it came from me. If my book can help you to do that, then I'd be thrilled. And I'd love to hear um, how it goes. 
Absolutely. And also you have a study guide one more time. I just want to remind everybody, a nine-week study guide, seven words you never want to hear, how to be sure you won't. Get your hands on that. All right, everybody. I have one last press, pressing question for you. But first, watch all four episodes on this prayer series. It is a jaw dropper to kick off 2024. I can see why God told our team prayer is the first series you kick this show off with. And we took his advice. So share this with the masses. Go to countercoachmom.com, watch all four episodes and share it via text, email, uh, send it all, all different directions to everybody you know, because we want to make sure that the people you think are saved are actually saved and it might make them do a salvation check. Last question for you, woman. If we believe we have unsaved family and friends and they think they're saved, what is your advice on how we can kind of prod them a little bit and start a conversation going to make sure that they see that they might not be saved and they got to reevaluate. I, I pray and I ask God for opportunities. I ask God to bring people into their lives. I've given my book to people, you know, encouraging them to do that self-examination. And uh, so, you know, but we just, we just need to bring them before the Lord because only God can save people. Amen to that. I've got a prayer list. I'm going to keep praying over some of the people and uh, pray for myself that I give them the right words and when to share what I need to share. Denise, very thankful we crossed paths. I'm very thankful you sent us your book because the second I read that cover, I'm like, she has to get in the mix and she's got to drop a bomb in 2024. And you did that. Thank you so much. I pray that everybody out there examines ourselves every single day to make sure we're walking with the Lord and a witness to people that might think they're currently saved so they never hear, depart from me, I never knew you. Keep at it, you're doing excellent work. Thanks for joining us for the Counterculture Mom Show with your host, Tina Griffin. For over two decades, Tina has traveled the globe exposing how pop culture is glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences and how these messages are wreaking havoc on today's youth. Through radio, TV, podcasts, and our app, Counterculture Ministries is reaching millions every week with a biblically-based message for hope for today's teens and their parents. But we can't do that without your faithful prayer and financial investment. If you appreciate the ministry of Tina and Counterculture Ministries, would you prayerfully consider a generous gift right now? We have a donor matching dollar for dollar. You can give securely online by visiting counterculturemom.com or by texting the word DONATE to the number 55444. That's counterculturemom.com or text the word DONATE to the number 55444. Every dollar is doubled. If you love this show, you can stay up to date on the latest critical issues affecting your family by catching all of our weekly episodes with resource links, signing up for our e-newsletter, and downloading our Counterculture Mom app, where you get timely pop culture alerts. Visit counterculturemom.com for more details. And be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Counterculture Mom Show with Tina Griffin, where we are rewriting Hollywood script for our kids. 